Okay, how we doing? Ryan DeCarmine here. We're just knocking out some stories from back in the day. While I still can, to be quite honest. I think we're going to tackle today, just real quick. Trying to make these kind of a little bit shorter. I know y'all's attention span, if it's like mine, it's... Psh, don't have much of an attention span, so... What we're going to do here... I'm going to tell you about, what my, about my dad, man. Um, okay, we're talking 2000, man, what is it, 8, I think. It was the Wednesday before my dad died, okay? My house has got people everywhere. Like, but there was a bunch of people there that night. They're outside. There's a bunch of us out there. My dad's in the hospital, but he'd been in and out of the hospital a lot, you know. It's always, you know, it's always something going on with dad there during this time. You know, nothing, it was serious, but never more more serious than the other. It was always, you know, back, forth, back, forth. Almost seemed to be a little routine. So the Wednesday before my dad passed, I'd go around the corner, and I did this a lot. I'd go around the corner, and I would just go get to myself, because there's a lot of people around, and I didn't want to be around people sometimes. Kind of isolate myself a little bit, and kind of like, you know, do my woo-woo thing, right? <laughs> And I will go around and I'm looking to the sky. I'm looking at the sky and just kind of, you know, contemplating life. Kind of going into, you know, I don't know, my version of what a meditation was back then, which is very different than what it is now. And um, as I'm there doing my thing, house full of people, I remember that. All of a sudden, this voice comes over me. And to this day, if you ask, what was this voice? I'm going to tell you that in my humble opinion, this is a guess. The voice was me, guys. It was me. I think about it more and more, and it seemed like me, it sounded like me, and it felt like me. But it was talking to me. It's almost like, you know, I, I study this... I study this model in spirituality, for lack of a better term, by Neil Kramer called the supernal path. And in the supernal path, the basics is, you know, you have self, right? Self, soul, son, right? Or self, higher self, and then source, God, divinity, okay? This is, um, you know, this is the model that I enjoy, revere been studying his work since well I own everything he's got love Neil to death anyway so I think that was like my higher self telling me this thing he says uh, so I'm there and I'm kind of doing my thing and it says you're about to go through a tough time get ready and it hit me square between the eyes Just boom right you're about to go through a tough time get ready and I knew that that was serious. It's the Wednesday before my dad died. wasn't expecting him to die. He just, you know, he'd been in and out of the hospital quite a bit, you know. Almost like standard operating procedure with him for a couple of years there. So all these people are here. I look, I look at, um, I think Pat was there. I looked at Pat, I said, hold the fort down. I got to go. And just up and left. All these people died, just left them there. Hold the fort, gotta go. 
I go to the hospital. Either there's like my grandma was there, my aunt was there, different ones. I go in, I just walk right in, just like a crazy person, right? I walked in, said, I need a moment with my dad. I gotta go. Can you please clear the room? So I go in here and I clear the room, everybody, and they're like, what in the world is this nut doing, right? So I go in there, I clear the room. I go to my dad. I said, man, dad, I love you. But uh, I just want you to know that it's okay for you to go now. All this back and forth, it's killing mom. It's tearing her up. It's hard on her body. Mom's sick too. And I just want you to know that it's okay to go. You know what I'm saying? I think we see what's going on with doctors. It's a revolving door. You know, you're, you're going to be happier somewhere else anyway, man. You know what I'm saying? So if you're fighting, you know, I understand that. But, you know, you know the writing was on the wall and we knew it. And I told him, I said, man, and I, I got to, I said, I got to take care of mom, man. I got to make sure mom's all right. And this has been hard on her. And, you know, and I want you to know that I love you. Right. But, um, it's okay to go. And, uh, I just want you to know that I love you and that I won't be coming back. This is it. Okay. We had been doing hospitals for years. It was rough on mom. And I said, and I won't be coming back. And I want you to know that. Okay. He would never opened his eyes. He fluttered his eyes, but he never really opened them, right? So I went over and I told him this. And I told him, I said, I'll take care of mom. I'll keep an eye on mom. I said, but I said, you've been through enough, man. I mean, we've been going to hospitals for years. It was ridiculous. And I leaned over and I kissed my dad on the forehead. I said, man, I'm, I, said, I love you. I said, I'm not coming back. I said, but once you know that I love you and I'll keep an eye on mom for you, okay, man? And I gave him a kiss on my forehead. Me and my dad were so close, you know. When we were younger, everybody that knows me knows that me and my dad were more like brothers or something, okay? I mean, you know, dancing on top of tables at bars and, you know, you know, running the bar scene and, you know. I mean, my, my life with my dad, I won't get into it too much, but it was not normal, guys, okay? Not normal. More like a brother. Any of you guys that know me from my 20s know that when I walked into the bars and the chick saw me, the chick wasn't interested in Ryan. The chick was like, where's your dad at? <laughs> okay. My dad was the life of the party, y'all. Okay. And, uh, but I had to tell him that. I said, man, you know, enough's enough, man. So I gave him a kiss, told him goodbye, told him I love him, did it proper, did it respectful, but let him know, hey, man, I'm not coming back. This is it. I basically did it to try to save my mom, man, because it was rough on her, right? Well, three days later, my dad passed away, okay? So that was on a Wednesday, three or four days. By that Saturday, he had passed away. So, and we didn't think he's going to, you know, is he going to pass away? Is he not? You know, it's, it wasn't like this thing that we knew. Oh, this is the one. No, I just said, that's it, right? Put my foot down, said what I said. Whatever happened, happened, but that's, I meant it. And um, because when I said you're about to go through a time, when I heard that voice say you're about to go through a time, get ready. That's all I needed to hear. I felt like the time was coming. So I just stepped into it, embraced it, showed my love to him, kissed him on the forehead. I'll never forget it. And 
couple days later. I think it was three days. Saturday, right? Yeah. Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, three days later. So that that all was inspired by something telling me that I was about to go through a tough time. Get ready. So I was really connecting to what I think is my higher self. Okay. And I think that was the communication between me and that. Moving right along. Okay. Let's do this one. This is good. I, if I was ever to write a book about my life, and I would have, would have taken the time to take better notes than I did. And I took good notes. But if I had taken great notes, right? I could give you a chapter on nothing but 33 experiences. In other words, seeing the number 33 and something really far out happening. To the point other people were experiencing the 33 number experience with me while I did it. Okay. I can remember one that was, uh, you know, I'm talking to a girl, telling her about these 33 experiences I'm having and things. And she says, oh, my God. She yells, oh, my goodness. And I said, what, what? She goes, as you're telling that 33 story, I was telling one of them, there's a dozen of them I could tell. She says, you were telling that story. I was watching TV and it said 3333 Broadway on the television right when you said that. These are the types of things I was having. And this was happening to me all the time, y'all. I mean, 33 and 33 was like a thing, right? Me and the number three, me and the number 33. I was born on 3973, by the way. Three and three is nine. Okay. 1970 what? 1973. There you go. So, you know. But the king of all 33 stories, other than maybe the absolute number of 33 things I had with Michael Tellinger one day. I just blew my doors. You guys know Michael Tellinger? It's a good dude. Me and him got to sit down. Man, talk about a lot of cool stuff years ago. But anyway, it's my buddy Michael. I'm the one that got, I'm the one that told Michael to go to his city. Kind of like badgered him about it, right? No, man, you got to go. Well, I don't, I don't know if I've got, I can do it. No, man, look, here's your schedule here. You're in Portland this day. You got three days here. Telling you, dude, go here. Once he went, I see a picture of him with a big smile on his face, but he's surrounded by orbs. And he ended up going like at least a half a dozen times. He's in South Africa, right? He at least went like a half a dozen times. I'm the one that pushed him. He'd never been until I said something to him about it in Cincinnati years ago. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> the 33 story of all 33 stories for me is this one. Oh my God. Uh, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a, um, the bookstore and I'm with Michael Burgess, me and Michael, my buddy, Michael Burgess, who I love. We're in the store at the bookstore and And someone we know, unannounced, walks in the door. Her name's Leslie. Okay. Leslie walks in the door, unannounced. We don't know. We, we didn't know. She, how did she know we were there? Did she not know? Who knows? She walks in the door. And I am, I am at the, okay, check this out. Here I am. I'm telling my 33 stories, right? I'm talking to the, to the girl at the register. Of course, being the damn Fruit Loop nut that I am, 
I am telling this girl about my 30, some of these 33 sync stories, these stories, right? I'm telling her all my weird stories, right? Because this is what I did years ago. I mean, I wouldn't shut up about them. And I'm, I'm telling her all these stories and I'm telling her about a 33 sync story. Might've been the Broadway one. I don't remember which one it was, but I'm telling her this story and she's sitting there at the checkout line. She's interested and we're talking, right? All of a sudden, Leslie, God is my witness. God is my witness. Michael was a witness to this. She don't know what we're doing. She don't know what we're talking about. She don't, she, I don't even know how the hell she knew we were there. Leslie walks into the door, into the room, into the bookstore. They're in Paducah. Walks right in the middle of the conversation. Does not say one word. And she sticks out this ink pen for me, Michael, and this girl I'm talking to to see. I'm telling her about the 33 sink stories and all this stuff. And she hands this pen. She just, she takes the pen and shows it to us. And the pen says, 333, I'm only half evil. She doesn't say a word. She takes the pen. She shows it. It says 333, I'm only half evil. Does not say a word and proceeds to turn around and leave. <laughs> she don't say hi to me and Michael. She don't say bye to me and Michael. She don't say a daggone word. She just walks in, shows the pen, 333, I'm only half evil. Turn around and walks out. And when she does, Michael looks at me. I look at the girl and the girl at the register, tears start running down her face. She literally, she's got this perplexed look. She's just like, what in the world just happened? And she's literally crying, right? There's tears running down her eyes. I'll never forget it. And I looked at her and I was just like, I just shrugged my shoulders and just left. I mean, Leslie just walked out. She, she did this and she just left. I don't remember. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember saying another word to us. She got up, showed it, turned around, and, and just took off. <laughs> Maybe we talked outside. I don't remember it, but I she turned around and walked in and did that and didn't say a word and turned around and walked out that door. God is my witness. <laughs> and I want to sit down and talk to her and say, what do you remember about that? Like, how did she know? She, there's no way she could have known this. She just walks in. And how does she have that pen? Three, 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 I'm only half evil. I mean, here I am telling the story about 33 sinks, and here she comes. That's the best 33 sink story I got. I put a bunch of them together that are impressive, but that one was the single just, I mean, my jaw hit the ground. I mean, this woman, this girl was looking at me. She just, she knew she had experienced something that was just like magic or something, right? She's tears running down her face. I'll never forget it. There you go. I'm going to stop there. I could do 33 stories all day long, but we will. Have a blessed day, y'all. Take care. Try and knock these out as quick as possible.